Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven and with me, as always, is Brandon. Sounding a little bit more enthusiastic. I think it was the next episode, or the last episode, where I didn't sound as enthusiastic when I let it off. And I was like, that's not okay. I gotta get better at doing that. Well, so, the, uh, the episode I'm before, really... you asked how I was doing and you were like, I hate when people do this. <laughs> so it's just my... a couple of intros <laughs> just starting off wrong. <laughs> Dude, my intros are falling apart here. I gotta step it up. In this episode, we're gonna be talking about movies, cartoons, TV shows, basically how film has inspired us throughout our lives, what it's meant to us. Brandon, tell us more. Yeah, we're gonna talk about our, our favorite actors and actresses, uh, different movies that had an impact on us specifically. We also have a really fun segment. I'm gonna keep it hidden, but it's uh, I'm pretty proud of this segment idea. I'm pretty worried about this segment <laughs> idea. <laughs> I'm so pumped for the segment, dude. Um, and then just because it's October and we're trying to get in the Halloween spirit, we also have some uh, spooky movie-themed questions uh, towards the end of the show. So I am looking forward to this episode. I think we both have been for this entire week, really. Dude, I'm already spooked. You're spooked? Oh, no. <laughs> no, we, we t- talked about... I don't know, as soon as you mentioned this idea, Brandon, this was Brandon's idea for the episode. I know I'm always taking credit. <laughs> Let me give credit to someone else this time. This is Brandon's idea. I'm so proud of you. Though it might as well have been my idea because I thought it was so good. <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> let's talk about movies, cartoons, TV shows. Brandon, what did you watch as a kid? Uh, as a kid, hmm. Well, for me, a couple things that come to my mind right away. Uh, Indian in the Cupboard. I don't know if you ever saw oh, that movie. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. This, this stupid... Wait, wait. This is the little, like... Is he is he a toy or is he just a little miniature thing? He's like a miniature, like... I don't even think he's considered a toy. He's he's just like a, uh, one of those like collectible miniatures. <laughs> and, uh, and then he comes to life and he gets in a fight with the cowboy. Uh, the cowboy he's always miniature. miniature, isn't he? He's always miniature? He's always miniature, yeah. Well, I think at the end, I think at the end there's like something where maybe he dies as the miniature and he becomes reborn as an actual person or something. Dude, that must be the ex- that's the extended cut. Dude, that's the extended. <laughs> that's the director cut, dude. That's the director cut. <laughs> but yeah, that movie is the first one. When I was thinking about this, that was the first one that came to my mind because I think I watched that. That the Land Before Time, and. Um, what else did I just watch all the time in terms of movies? I When I was a kid, I used to watch movie. Like, if I would find a movie that I liked, I would watch that constantly. Did you Were you like that, too, as a kid, where you would just watch the same movie over and over and uh, over again? Dude, all, all the time. There was this uh, movie called Little Nemo that came out, like, in the early 90s. I seriously watched the movie so many times. It's, it's awesome. It's like this cartoon. It's better than Finding Nemo. At least it was to me back then. Well, this little kid, he goes to his slumberland. <laughs> nice. So, what? Well, well, just I guess answer for for you. What 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 were your favorite movies and stuff as a kid? Yeah. So you mentioned Land Before Time. Absolutely love Land Before Time. I saw like every single one of those. I used to pretend that I was one of the dinosaurs, but weirdly enough, <laughs> this is gonna sound so stupid. Oh, I hate to admit this. Uh, a lot of times I would be Sarah the dinosaur when I would pretend to be one of the dinosaurs because I don't think I understood that like the dinosaurs had gender. 
<laughs> it's just kind of actually interesting in hindsight that like yeah, I you was were that, a forward thinker. Dude, I was <laughs> such a forward thinker back then. I was like, yeah, I'm like we would all pick a dinosaur, and I'm like, yeah, I'm Sarah. Or sometimes maybe I was gonna be Petrie. Remember who Petrie was? He was a little terrible. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's more your your pace, Petrie. Yeah. <laughs> Petrie seems actually more fitting of what I am actually like, but that's for some reason saying. Sarah struck a chord back then. Dude, you just connected with Sarah on a real level. I appreciate that. I liked all those like adventures, like Brave Little Toaster, The Little Engine That Could, loved all that stuff, Aladdin, Toy Story, um, and then in terms of like um, like real life movies, I named a bunch of cartoons, I liked E.T. a lot, uh, The Wizard of Oz, and anything Power Rangers. I was all about everything Power Rangers. See, I didn't really get into Power Rangers. I was a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, still am. I own every season of Dragon Ball Z on DVD. I almost have every season of Dragon Ball Super on DVD as well. Uh, but another big one for me was Star Wars. Star Wars, The Phantom Menace came out when we were kids, so I got to see that in theaters, and I know that critically it wasn't received very well, but I, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi was my favorite character after that, that movie, and Star Wars was, like, I was obsessed with it. I wanted a lightsaber all the time. I wanted Star Wars Legos. Uh, it, it as really, if you don't have a lightsaber now. Well, I know. I'm just talking about when I was when yeah, I was a kid. I wanted one as well, but uh, yeah, I got a couple lightsabers now. So, still, dude, I, I got a couple lightsabers too. Yeah, man. We gotta take advantage of that when you move here. Get some some lightsaber live stream lightsaber duels. Could be could be a good move, dude. We're gonna freaking that might be the thing that gets us the skyrockets us to fame. Lightsaber duels online, live on Twitch. I th- I'm not sure that's actually how I would want them. I think that might bum me out, but you know, in a way that would also be kind of cool. So, oh, are you the guys who uh, did the lightsaber duels? <laughs> Dude, your guys' <laughs> choreography was insane. Yeah, we didn't even choreograph it. It was just pure passion. We were really battling each other. It was a serious duel. You guys must be really big Star Wars fans. No, actually, mostly Brandon Stevens, very, very limited knowledge of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> he just likes Yoda. <laughs> he just likes Yoda. Well, Tim wishes that he could replace Yoda. If you remember Tim ha- that. Tim hates Yoda. <laughs> Tim cannot stand Yoda. <laughs> he could have done Yoda better than Yoda. He also wanted to replace the droids with Gentry. <laughs> if he could go back inside. Oh yeah. I love how the first time I said this to you, it was it was not a hit. I mean the first time Tim said this, but it's living on, dude. It's honestly those are the best hits. They they you, Tim's jokes are like fine wine. They get better with age. <laughs> uh see episode 69 of the podcast to know what we're talking about cuz otherwise you're lost. <laughs> Completely lost. <laughs> which uh which of the shows of your childhood do you think had the most shows or movies or anything? What, what do you think had like the biggest influence like, yeah. specifically? Well, I would say Dragon Ball Z big time because I, I really, I mean, this probably was to my detriment, but I loved the, the main character, Goku. He, he was so, um, he was so like optimistic and, and would give people second chances. Even after fighting them to the death, he would give them a, a chance for redemption. Like Vegeta's character arc is all because Goku forgave him and let him kind of live on. Um, and, and then you have uh, for star Wars for me was also huge. Cause it was just, I don't know. It was just so creative and so imaginative. And I, I liked being transported to, to that different world. But how about you? Power Rangers was really big. Yeah. Power Rangers was like, I love 
almost everything about that show back then. My first crush was Kimberly. That's how I found out I was not a straight Sarah? guy. I was just like, eh? no, not Sarah the Dinosaur. <laughs> not Sarah the Dinosaur. <laughs> Kimberly the Pink Ranger. So that, that that was a big one for me. Um, I mentioned this before we recorded that E.T. was one of those shows that, or one of those movies that was really big to me. I, it just like, it something about that movie has always felt like very much real life. I, I think what I liked about it was it felt like it was real life, but then there was an alien in it. And it kind of made me feel like anything is possible. I guess I hadn't experienced any movie like that before because I was used to a lot of cartoons and then I see this movie and it sort of opened up my mind as to like, there's things in this world that we don't understand. And like maybe some, I, I kind of thought that maybe someday an alien was gonna land in my backyard or something. And uh, I just, I liked that idea of like sci-fi and I got kind of just into sci-fi after that. I liked, I liked the original Star Wars movies not, I mean, it wasn't like this massive fan like you. Um, <laughs> uh, those are the I liked. Uh, you know, other movies I liked a lot in my childhood was the Harry Potter movies. I was a really big fan of those. I saw like, every single one of those movies. It's weird for me. I wasn't actually a big fan of Harry Potter until the Deathly Hallows Part One and Part Two came out. When I saw those movies, I went back and watched the rest of them with a different perspective. But after, but I need for some reason I needed them to have a little more grit. Than I felt like the ones that had prior to those last two, uh, but then obviously you go back and you watch um, Goblet of Fire that has some grit to it, and I don't know, I I really liked the darker stuff like the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, obviously, we weren't really young kids when that that came out, but I when I saw I saw Batman Begins in theaters like three times with my I, I saw it with my grandpa twice I think, and uh, I just I loved the the depth even if I didn't fully understand it, I knew that there was something more to, to that movie. And I think it gave me another, uh, a new, newfound respect for movies that, that could take you in, into that place. You bring up ET and I just want to say really quick, I became obsessed with Reese's pieces because of, (laughs) because of ET. I would, I would want to like go out and, and pretend that I was laying Reese's pieces for aliens and stuff. I loved that scene for some reason. It just it's one that sticks out to me. I mean, Reese's is my favorite candy, so it's not like I think I mean, that actually reminds me I also absolutely loved um Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I absolutely loved that movie. Uh I don't I don't know why other than the I loved candy, maybe. I don't I don't know. You're, t- you're talking about the original one, right? Not Charlie. Yeah, I'm talking about the okay. one with uh uh Gene I can't remember his name. Yeah, that guy though. Yeah, I that loved was, that one that too. I'm glad that you brought that up because I I used that movie to love was that movie. awesome. I agree. Um, it was really quotable too. Um, I I think I didn't mention that I also like the Wizard. The Wizard of Oz is still one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. It's like in my top ten. And then I thought it was your favorite. Uh, oh well, if you if I actually I talked about this. If you legitimately asked me what's my favorite movie of all time, if I had to just like think on like just a split second, couldn't put any like real like intense thought into it I would say The Wizard of Oz because there's not many things in the movie that I would change I like all the characters I like some of the musical numbers I love how it's like so old and ahead of its time um I just yeah I really really like that movie and um but that's kind of tough because I feel like if I if I really like sat down and thought about it I would I definitely think of some other movies that I put on that list but yeah I like that one 
a lot. And I like it too because it's like a movie like anyone can enjoy. I tend to like those types of movies a lot. I, I don't know if you're a fan. Of, I don't think you've ever seen these movies, but I was a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. Have you seen those? I saw the first one. I fell asleep after an hour. Not because like, it wasn't... Well, the fir- actually, to be honest, the first hour is kind of boring in the first Lord of the Rings movie. Not much really happens. But I fell asleep, and I've never gone back and watched them. So I just say I've never seen them before. What do you mean nothing really happens? <laughs> When's the last time you've seen the movie? <laughs> Dude, that's, I'm, I, that was the only time I saw it. That was like <laughs> okay. 12 years ago. Because a something. lot of shit happens. Frodo almost dies in the first hour of the movie. Does he? Yes, he gets stabbed by a Morgul blade. It, I have to actually like really be paying attention. Otherwise, I just say I don't like movies, <laughs> which is why I'm not a good movie critic. <laughs> we actually, there was a buddy of mine who uh, one time was talking about the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which, by the way, the old live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did you see that? No. <laughs> like, it was back in, I think it came out in 89 or something. I loved that movie. But the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he was trashing it. He's like, oh, those movies are so garbage. And, and me and my other friend were like, have you ever seen him? He's like, no. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, dude. Talking people, out of my ass. brother's the worst at that. <laughs> just says it without even knowing. Yeah, people yeah. that just like read critic reviews and are just like, "Oh yeah, it's garbage." It's like, "Oh, well, have you seen it?" Well, no, but I just I read on Fandango that it's garbage. So now that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if I'm missing any of the other ones. Those are like, yeah, those are mostly the main ones. I mean, like Ghostbusters was good, and I like that. It also kind of depends on, like, how far back we go as a kid. Like, yeah. I really liked The Hangover in high school. It's just, like, a comedy movie that I liked a lot. Um, there's a number of those kind of movies that I watched during high school that I just thought were really funny. But well, I feel like I'm less inspired by a lot of those ones. And I think there's also an interesting connection with Power Rangers. Is it? I think you've said before that it's the reason that you started liking metal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I know. I say this. So the theme song... Uh, is my favorite theme song on any TV show because the first time that I heard that like guitar come in and the, with the drums because that's that the theme song there is like super the the guitar is like turned up so high and the drums are turned up so high and I those are my two favorite like instruments like I absolutely love the guitar drum combination so it yeah. makes so much sense that that got me into just like listening to more thrashy music and just like rock stars and all this stuff so yeah that had a huge in, influence on that that's so interesting to me because. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would have never thought that that would be how you get into a like a whole genre <laughs> yeah, of music. Yeah, I know it's pretty goofy, but it's uh, it's true. Um, all right, anything else you want to talk about on movies and cartoons and TV shows? Uh, I mean, we didn't mention Rugrats or SpongeBob, but I think we've talked about those plenty of times. Yeah, I try to avoid. Like, yeah, I mean, I I love cartoons. I feel like those. I haven't really done much with them that has really inspired me in a way, but, like, I mean, yeah, I absolutely love Nick. Like, old Nickelodeon, when I was growing up, was my favorite channel by far, which I guess, uh, let me ask you that then, before we move on to the next part. Did you have a favorite channel growing up? Uh, Cartoon Network, because they had Toonami, and that was what Dragon Ball Z played on, and they also had the show called Reboot, where it was, like, the show took place in a computer, and all of the characters were computer programs. And uh, every time that a person in the real world would play a game, the computer would 
shut down into the video game world and these characters in the these computer programs had to like fight their way out of the video game but then a virus took over the computer and like changed the world completely it, it got like really dark and really interesting i i've wanted to go back and watch watch it uh here's what i will say and then you can you can comment on this too but I will say, after I listen back to this episode, I know I'm going to kick myself for not mentioning a show or a movie that had a big impact on me. So I just want to give myself that that out right now. (laughs) I was just thinking the same thing, so I totally feel that. (laughs) But you said Nickelodeon was your favorite? Oh, yeah. Hands down, I watched, like, 90% of what I watched growing up was Nickelodeon. So, like, I absolutely loved all those shows, like... In a lot of ways, I feel like those shows have, like, those are actually the shows that inspired me also to want to be on TV, because when you had, like, those game show hosts um, and things like that, I was like, man, I really want to be on TV. Or you had shows like Zoe 101, and I was like, I want to be a part of this cast. Like, this would be really cool. And it felt, like, when people were around your age, it just felt like it was possible. And... I knew when I was a kid, I'm like, I'm never going to get to be on those shows when I'm a... St- like, I, I had, like, the the reasonable mindset of, I'm, I'm born and raised in Northeast Ohio. I'm probably not... And I, and I have absolutely no connection to the film industry. If I ever want to be on something like this, it's probably going to have to be when I'm over the age of 18. And But I, I just remember having that thought process back then. Yeah. Um, and then probably the other channel that I would watch would be like ESPN. I absolutely loved watching Sports Center. Those were like the two things I would toggle between back in the day. Yeah, my dad would watch that. So I, when I was a kid, I, I don't think I was into it that much. But I mean, as I started getting into my teen years and was more into sports and stuff, I definitely liked to watch like Sports Center top tens or every baseball season. The Web Gems. Those are always. Oh yeah, Web Gems. Those are great. Big fan of the Web Gems. Um, who are your favorite actors and actresses? Well. So part of the reason why Star Wars is so influential to me is, uh, like I said, Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite character. So Ewan McGregor became one of my favorite actors, uh, not only for his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi, but uh, I don't know if you've ever, ever seen the movie Big Fish, uh, but he is in that movie, and it's just kind of about telling stories about our lives, and and, and it's all kind of about perspective. And uh, that movie had a really big influence on me as I started being able to see the world in a different way uh i also love christian bale like i talked about the the dark knight trilogy it was awesome but he's also been in so many other great movies you know the fighter uh american psycho i mean i could go on and on um and then i guess for actresses i'll say before you can answer uh rachel mcadams she's actually my celebrity crush uh freaking from the notebook you know those days (laughs) ever since then i've just been in love and then uh kate winslet uh, she's, I think she's great in everything that she does. What about you? Who are your favorites? Uh, I feel like a lot of mine are kind of cliche. I, I do really like Johnny Depp a lot. I, I think I just, I like anyone who plays the very bizarre kind of characters. Yeah. Like, I, I, I always like playing bizarre characters, so I feel like I just relate to that aspect of it. It's just more fun to play something that's very weird. Mm-hmm. So I like him a lot. And one of my absolute favorite characters in any movie is Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. I just yeah. feel like he just does a, such a good job. And I think kind of when he when he talked about his influences in making a pirate, like he he went to um, he like used the rock, a rock star, and it's just it's interesting to hear his mindset when you think about playing a pirate that he would, he would think, oh, I'm going to make him like a rock star kind of, because 
I, I, I just I love the mindset of just thinking outside of the box as to how you can yeah. create an interesting character. It's kind of similar to, um, in is in Super Mario's voice. It's like this, like really like <laughs> like really high voice. It sounds ridiculous, and the reason why he got that voice role is because everyone else who tried to play this like New Yorker plumber um, Italian American guy all had these like gruff voices and then he went in there and just did this like really cartoonish goofy voice and they absolutely loved it and I feel like a lot of times those are the things that you remember the most is when it it sounds ridiculous but then it works so well so those are usually like my favorite types of actors and favorite types of roles so that's why I like Johnny Depp a lot well, and then, it's really quick, I was just going to say, it's really cool, too, to listen to him talk about how he tries out his characters on his kids. So he'll, like, yeah. test the voices out. It's really, I think that'd be awesome to do. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one that jumps out at me, like, probably the most. But, I mean, I've always liked Leonardo DiCaprio. I feel like he just does every role really well. It's just, it's yeah. super cliche, but. He's on my list, the, too. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just incredible. Like, he's never done a role where I thought he didn't give it his all and did a good job. So I like him a lot. Um, actresses, I remember I absolutely loved uh, Dorothy. I forget her actually her real name off the top of my head. I'm blanking on it. From The Wizard of Oz. I absolutely loved her performance in that movie. I is always that, have. Is that Audrey Hepburn? No, that's not her, is it? No, I, I forget. What, I mean, I obviously, I, well, I had the technology to look it up, but I like to keep our podcast feeling like it came out of 1992 so that you couldn't just look it up immediately. <laughs> Judy Garland, I'm, I'm sounding like yeah. an idiot. That's what I was yeah, saying. I I kind of have a I have a weird soft spot for over the top acting in older movies. I just I you know I don't know. There's something about where it's like super Judy yep, Judy Garland, I like where it's like really over the top theatrical. I have even though I don't love theater, I I like something about it. And when I see that type of thing pulled off well, I just really like it a lot. And then also the cartoon character Jasmine and Aladdin. She's really good at, at doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the cartoon character Jasmine in Aladdin, like that's a real actor. That was a bunch of freaking like 40-year-old dudes that came up with her animation and her character style. And you're like, dude, the actress. She's really good. <laughs> Did you see her in other movies? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> Fiona and Shrek. She's really good. Oh, man. Not Cameron Diaz, just Fiona specifically. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I can't even move on past that. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you feel like, I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like, do you feel like any of those specific actors and actresses have had any impact on any roles that you've specifically done? Um, well, to be honest, when I was in eighth grade, I played uh, Sky Masterson in Guys and Dolls. It was a play musical, and I watched, I watched the movie with Marlon Brando, and I watched how he did stuff, and um, I pl- I took a different route because we were kids, so it was I took a little goofier route with with the role. <laughs> Um, like I, I, I actually threw in a line from Anchorman cause I loved Anchorman at that time. And so back in eight, I should have meant, see, that's one of the movies I should have mentioned is Anchorman. Um, uh, Will Ferrell was just one of my favorites. Uh, and so I threw in the line, there was a scene where I first meet my love interest and I, uh, I threw in the line, uh, 
I'm kind of a big deal. I know people. <laughs> and I said it like that in the middle of the play. <laughs> so, uh, but but I did, my point in this is I watched, I wa- did watch Marlon Brando just to kind of get some inspiration on how I was going to play kind of this cocky guy who could get away with with stuff. I mean, what about you? Uh, I definitely was... <laughs> So I started like acting in things like the first like movies I made with my friends. I was summer going into sixth grade, so I was pretty young. But I was definitely influenced by like any action movie and any action characters. So I definitely like was inspired from like the Red Rangers and stuff from Power Rangers, just like being over the top. I was a really over the top kid, which is probably not that hard to imagine with me nowadays. Just being over dramatic about certain things. Uh, so that's, yeah. Um, but then definitely, like, just the idea of, like, the method acting, I feel like that I've seen other actors talk about, or, like, that that other actors do talk about, I definitely do that. <laughs> like, whenever I'm, like, in between roles, I'm, like, I remember one time in college, I had to play this, like, uh, I think he was a cook. <laughs> this is really stupid. But I was just a huge dick on the set the whole time. Because I was like, yeah, my character is a dick. So I just stayed in character for literally like 11 hours. And people were like, "What? are you ever going to stop doing this? <laughs> what are you actually even like? And then, I don't know, they never actually knew. They just thought I was like him. So you, you hadn't met these people before? No. Oh, no. <laughs> literally, I had like... It was like eleven or twelve hour like shoot. I just like stayed in this apartment for the entire time working on this. I, I stayed in character the whole time. So when you were a kid though, and, and you first started making videos and stuff, it, was that something that happened pretty early? Was this idea of method acting, or do you think you understood it back then? I think I was atrociously bad in like middle school. Okay. I think back then, I had no ability to like think about the characters I, back then I was always focused on just like the plot I never really like thought about like I can like make my character anything I also had like no self-esteem to really like own up to something so I, I was very stiff but as I got like older and more con- I think like a lot of acting it, like when you're confident then you you own the, the role if you're not confident then like too much of your actual personality slips into it so I think that that stopped me a lot in the beginning but I don't know um, do you have any favorite writers and or directors? Well, I, I wanted to say really quick, the reason that we even put this question on was uh, you got a comment from one of the listeners about how they really appreciated how cinematography, when, when cinematographers can use that art form to explain a scene or a character, it's, it's super fascinating. And so as soon as I saw that comment, um, I was immediately thinking about, I mean, I don't I probably should pay more attention to who specifically the director and writer is. I think I do more now uh, that I'm older and I understand what goes into making movies a little bit more. But uh, for me, the ones that stand out are Christopher Nolan. I keep going back to the Dark Knight trilogy, but he also did Memento, um, Inception, uh, Dunkirk, uh, the following like bunch of really, really good movies. Um, and I think he's, he's able to do something that I really appreciate in any art form, and that's take uh, a more uh, intellectual or in-depth uh, story or idea and make it uh, still digestible for a mainstream audience. Like Inception, 
that's a very layered movie. There's a lot of oh, uh, I love that movie. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance to it. Um, and even uh, what's the movie with Matthew McConaughey where he goes to space? Um, Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah. So those movies are very, um, very uh, deep, and he's able to put them in a way that's still interesting in in a big budget you know movie type thing. So I really appreciate that. Uh, David Fincher. Uh, he did Seven, and he also does the new series Mindhunters. I think he also did, uh, mm, gosh, oh, uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. But I uh, I love the way that he just, the way he kind of uses the camera to follow the character so you really feel immersed in the character's experiences. And then lastly, I'll just say George Lucas, obviously Star Wars, creating that universe. So creative and and just like, if you are a creator yourself, even if you don't, it's kind of like the Beatles. Like, the Beatles aren't my favorite band, but as a songwriter, I understand what they did for music and songwriting in general. George Lucas is the same way for me. Like, as as a person who wants to create worlds and create stories and stuff, he he inspires me to like push the boundaries. Because I mean, him coming up with this entirely new place. I mean, even uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien, who did Lord of the Rings, like so detailed so incredible incredibly creative and i I love it but uh i'll stop talking (laughs) what about you (laughs) no i mean i when i knew this was on the script i had mentioned that i definitely need to pay more attention to writers and directors because i was like the first person that clearly jumps to mind to me is steven spielberg because he i mean he his involvement with et obviously was something that really struck a chord with me i also i'm pretty sure didn't he do that movie um I forget what it's called. Was the kids from back in like 2010, maybe? It's oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, in the title. Yeah. It was like supposed to be the new ET. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Oh god, what was I'm that? I'm out what that's called. It wasn't uh, as good as ET. I don't. I don't. It wasn't it. as good. No. Um, is it Super Eight? I think you're right. Is that what it is? Yeah, uh, no, that's J.J. Abrams. Hmm. Well, wasn't Spiel- well, I think Spielberg was still part of it, though, wasn't he? Uh, maybe he was. I don't know. I guess I don't know now. Now I'm confused, but that movie was pretty good, actually. I, I actually liked I mean, well, I didn't like it as much as E.T., but I thought it was pretty good. What about like, Jurassic it. Park, Jaws, Back to the Future? Did you like that stuff, too? Really like Back to the Future. Like, Back to the Future's classic. I have a total soft spot for, like, all-time travel movies. I just, I love... The, the idea of time travel. So I, I tend to like those movies a lot. And he um, was he was part of Super 8. He did work on that. Okay. So I yeah. Know. Yeah, that makes sense, too. And the J.J. Abrams involvement would make sense. that I like him, too. I, I, I actually really, really enjoyed uh, Episode 7 of Star Wars. I know Force some Awakens. people... Yeah. Yeah, Force Awakens, for people who don't know, by just the number. I really, really enjoyed that. That, that was the most... I mean, I've always been a, a, I've always liked Star Wars, but when I saw that, I was like blown away because I thought it was a good blend of the old and the new, kind of put into one movie. I understand a lot of the criticisms. We could do an entire episode talking about why I could understand why some people were not happy with it, but I thought it was a really well done movie. It's just some of the characters were not my favorite. Have you seen? Uh, I know this is a different person, but have you seen The Departed or Shutter I Island? Have not. 
I've not. I've well, not seen either, either of those. I really wanted to see Shutter Island back then. And well, actually, both of those movies I wanted to see, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, especially because you like DiCaprio. I, I feel like you should check those out. But the reason I brought those up is Martin Scorsese did those movies. He also did, I think, um, what's the movie Leonardo DiCaprio played that stock market guy? Uh, you, you did Wolf, a... Wolf of Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. I think. I love Scorsese. Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. I so just love that movie. Scorsese is a guy that I really like, too. I, I like his take on dialogue. Oh, and Quentin Tarantino. I don't know how I forgot him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, no, yeah, that's another good one. He's so good. Anytime he's kind of a weird get, guy, though. Yes, he is. <laughs> Anytime you can get a person who who can like have an entire movie that's dialogue and it be super captivating, I feel like there's something beautiful about the way that they do. Like I love listening to the back and forth of his characters in movies, and I think it's it's super enticing. And well, let me make one comment on dialogue. I have such a, a an appreciation for people who write good dialogue because in college I took a screenwriting class, and it was by far the thing I struggled with the most. It's so because it's so difficult because you might write something and you're like, oh, this sounds good, and then when you actually have two people read it out loud, you're like, oh, this sounds awful like it's like way too on the nose like it's just it's a it's just a it's a learning curve to get it down and I feel like I had never noticed how difficult it was to truly write that until I actually tried to write something yeah so let's uh let's get to the real root of our influence how did film influence you Brandon J. Flippin as an artist well for me it, it really made me want to do like I, I really enjoyed acting stuff. The the first time I ever, like I, I was part of choir and stuff in elementary school, but I I always liked the idea of acting. And uh, every once in a while, my family would flirt with the idea of me trying out for a movie or something as a kid. Um, I think my parents have said to me that they almost I almost went to an audition for Bad News Bears like the original Bad News Bears uh, <laughs> I could have never said that any quotes about Bad News Bears anymore dude that's that's good news bears that's good not news bad bears. news bears <laughs> uh, I, 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 I might be misremembering that but I'm pretty sure that they we had that conversation um, and then in fifth grade I moved to a new school and in that school, we we started doing the, the in our uh, music class. We started doing this thing where we would we would read from a, a kid's script of Robin Hood, and uh, my mom got a call from the the uh, music teacher, and uh, she she was basically like, "Your son, does he have any interest in acting? Because I want him to be Robin Hood." And uh, I remember being so fucking excited for that like uh, the the ability to do something like that because at that point I'd I mean I like I said I didn't choir and stuff but I really was focused on sports so being able to kind of flex my artistic muscles I think was really fucking awesome I literally memorized the entire script of that show not just my lines I memorized the entire script so anytime someone forgot their lines I'd be like you went over there and I would tell them on stage what they had to say. People probably fucking hated me for it, but did I hate you for just telling me this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I guess I wanted to bring that up because it, it thinking about it now, it, I, I could see that there was a serious passion in that stuff, and and I think watching movies has always been so immersive for me, and I, I try to really empathize with the characters. Like I, 
I'm a big crier during movies. Like I'll freaking bawl my eyes out, and and it's not real. I have, I understand that, but I'll get so I'll try to really empathize with the characters and get in that place, and and I'll kind of lose myself and stuff. So I got to do that, and then obviously school, you got to do movie projects. So I would I would do different movies and stuff for for school, but in a big way it influenced just my my love for art and and specifically for um acting but uh, how about you i think well it definitely it influenced me to make my own videos so that was a pretty big part of it is uh actually the the movies the the exact movies that got me influenced to make movies was the spy kids movies Oh, that's really? legitimately what actually, I guess I, I could have mentioned that earlier, but that's that's actually the movie series that got me to make my own movies. So I watched those and I, I liked them. I mean, if I watched them again, I'm, I'm sure I'd hate them. <laughs> but back then I thought they were awesome. And it inspired me to take my parents' huge VHS camera and... Um, start recording what I did was I actually similar to you I took Legos <laughs> and I made um like a car scene or something I forget exactly what it was and I put I took the camera I, I tried to like do special effects with Legos I would like stop and start it so like it would look like the car was moving and stuff like that and I would just I would do that in my basement and then one of my friends came over and then I was like hey you want to be in this with me we can both play the roles and then we kind of made a script and we just turned this into a whole um, movie and then we made four sequels to the movie and then we made like other movies that were about different things and then my other friend came over and he was like I want to be a part of this and my other friends wanted to be a part of it so it was a really cool way to like connect people together and it was because I saw Spy Kids and there was just something about it that made me be like I, I could do this I, I don't know why it made me think I could do this but for some reason I that was the movie that made me feel that way and then, so that has, that, I mean, that, that influenced like that entire art form for me. Um, and I think like a lot of things that I've done have been influenced. Like I like to write. So I definitely, I've had like poems before that have been influenced by like imagery that I saw in like some sort of like movie or TV show. So that's always been a part of the influence. And if we literally just go off of, depending on what you call film, I mean, watching talk shows got me inspired to want to be a talk show host. So uh, growing around with the TV, growing up with the TV as a focal point of my house, I was pretty much like, that's where I want to be. I want to be right there for other people's houses. So that yeah. was my thought. That's really cool. C. Yes. Any other comment we want to make on this or you want to play this game? <laughs> I don't like your attitude towards this game, man. This game's going to be incredible. Dude, I'm really stoked to embarrass myself real bad. <laughs> All right, should I introduce the segment? I'm going to start You know what? I'm going to start doing I'm going to start doing segments that I know you'll be bad at. I'm I'm going to figure out what they are. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to like sing really bad segments. Whoever sings worse wins the segment. <laughs> Sounds like a great segment. <laughs> Maybe you should think about these off off the podcast because you might need to iron out your idea. No, I'm thinking my, I'm, my thoughts are out loud all the time. I don't keep them in my head. All right, so this is a new segment called Riddle Me This, Batman. 
with, with the talk about movies and how they influenced us, Batman was a big thing. The animated cartoon for me. I've talked about the Dark Knight trilogy multiple times. So I've been also playing uh, Arkham City for any of you video game buffs who enjoy that game. And there are a couple riddles in that game. So it made me think about this. The rules of the game are as follows. Steven and I will take turns being the Riddler. We will ask a riddle to the other person. The other person has to answer what they think the riddle is with their best Christian Bale impression of Batman. Are you ready for this? (laughs) I will admit this is a pretty clever idea. I'm going to know probably none of these, but we'll, we'll see. All right. Do you want to you want to be Riddler first? Do you want to be Batman first? Yeah, l- let me let me ask you the first question here. All right. All right. If you look at the numbers on my face, you won't find 13 any place. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Well, I'm just going to have to guess. Here we go. (laughs) High expectations here. High expectations. Where is he? I just got to get my my voice ready. Where is the trigger? You can't do that. (laughs) You got to just go right into it. No warm-ups here. Um, Hotel. All right, I guessed. That's a... uh, this this answer is pretty funny. A clock. Damn it! Oh no! I was thinking hotel because they don't have floor thirteen on hotels, so I don't yeah. know. I just guessed. Dude, that's too deep for this. That's too deep. All right. Are you ready, Batman? Oh yes. Riddle me this, Batman. If you know me, you'll want to share me. But if you share me, I'll be gone. Let's go, man. You got. Uh, share me. TikTok, Batman. Uh, a pizza. <laughs> That's your Batman impression. That was too bad, actually. <laughs> the answer is a secret. That's not a pizza. <laughs> All right, next one. Go. I think I'm actually blushing from that, which I didn't know I could do, but there we go. Good stuff. (laughs) Tear off and scratch my head. What was once red is black instead. Shit. (laughs) A lottery ticket. That's what I was thinking of. It's no, it's a match. Ah, that's a good one. Will we get any right? The world may never know. (laughs) All right, here we go. Riddle me this, Batman. The more there is, the less you see. What am I? The more there is, the less you see. 
I, 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 I'm not getting this wrong. I'm getting this one right. No. The more there is. No hints, audience. The more there is, the less you see. <laughs> a. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> um, the more there is, uh, people with diseases. <laughs> it's darkness. <laughs> people with diseases. Oh my God. Uh, I definitely overthought that one a lot. <laughs> All right, you want to do one more? One more each? <laughs> yeah, one, one more. One more. We got to get one of these right between us. All right. I'm going to be like, you uh, riddle me this, Batman. There you they- go. He's getting immersed, folks. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the eight of us go forth, not back, to protect our king from a foe's attack. Is it pawns? Technically, it says chess pawns, but yes, that's what you meant. So. I'm correct. Where's Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I get one right here. You have to. What has? Oh shoot! Sorry, I gotta get in character. Oh my gosh, that was brutal. Riddle me this, Batman. What has neither nails nor bones, but has four fingers? And a thumb. An oven mitt. <laughs> it's close. Take another guess. A glove. <laughs> you got it! <laughs> oh my... Wow, I'm the real Batman. (laughs) (laughs) That was Riddle Me This, Batman. Thank you guys so much for playing. We'll see you next time. Let's see you next time. All right, good good segment. I enjoyed that. Let's do it again sometime. (laughs) I agree. Uh, What role does film play in your life today? Yeah, so, uh, well, definitely with the uh, decision to move to Chicago and and make my creative uh, endeavors uh, more of a priority, I think not only does film uh, play a role in terms of just overall entertainment, but I I definitely use times to consume things as inspiration as well. For instance, uh, Batman, I've been watching... You know, watching watching Batman inspired me to think of that segment. So I, my brain is kind of always in that place of when you're doing this stuff, do it mindfully enough to think of maybe be inspired by by something. Uh, so there's definitely that, uh, but it's also just like film really moves me. Like I talked about, I get really immersed. I I, I can find it very immersive. So I, I I will empathize with the characters. And so if I feel like I need a shake-up or something of emotion, maybe I'm, like, numbing myself too much, a lot of times I'll go to film to do that shake-up to, to kind of give me a, a boost 
in uh, just making sure that I'm feeling things and I'm, uh, you know, I'm actively participating in that aspect of life. And I know that might be difficult to understand, but uh, that, that's just kind of how I, I feel. What, what about you? Well, as you can see from the confrontation, I'm, I'm heavily inspired from films. <laughs> Where well, just so our audience knows the confrontation is a video that we made. It's on my YouTube channel, Brandon Flip, and you can search. Um. Definitely check it out. It's really good. The acting is top notch. No, um, so I don't know. I've been I've been thinking about this one because, like. It, it, it once again, it kind of depends on like what you consider it to be film, because if film has changed so much over time, it's like if you just talk about movies or if you talk about Netflix shows, if you talk about like YouTube videos, YouTube stars, like there's the what's considered film is like has been evolving and changing over time. I think I've been watching too too much movies recently, but for me, when I watch movies, it's like my turn to kind of decompress and just like immerse myself somewhere else so I'm it kind of it, it's actually like I kind of use film now as a way to like decompress and experience something where I'm not thinking like oh what, you know what am I going to do next like I'm really busy but when I watch a movie I like to decompress just take in the movie and a lot of times it helps me relax to be honest with you like I just went and watched the movie it so the the one that came out a few years ago not not the part 2 but the part 1 of it I just saw and I, I think, I don't know how it's going to directly impact anything, um, but to me it's, it, it's more of like a therapeutic thing. And sometimes when I watch these things, it makes me inspired to do things like what I did with Wolf of Wall Street a few years ago, which is I did a recreation of one of the scenes. And this is something that I really, really enjoy is to try to replicate stuff. And I know for a fact Brandon wants to do this too. Yes. Where we've already talked about doing a Star Wars scene. Um, doing scene recreations is a lot of fun. And it's also kind of, with movies it inspires me a lot of times to think outside of the box because my YouTube videos are, are very much just like kind of in that talk show vibe of just me um, reacting and discussing things. But when I watch movies, it makes me realize like I could do something a little bit more, like a larger scope. Like I would love to do a, a series that builds on top of each other. It's, I mean, this is probably not the first time I've mentioned this, but it's definitely worth saying that that is a plan in the future, is to come up with like a character whose story arc builds. Perfect example, Tim and Gentry. Like we only know a little bit about them, but I just really enjoy seeing what the two of them can do and like learning their backstory. So things like that usually. Um, it, it usually movies find a way to kind of get into the things that I'm working on. Yeah, and I, and I will say, I when I move there, we are definitely, like, I would love if that became a, a regular thing on your channel if we did that. I, I think it would be so dope. Because I, I remember back when you were doing those shows, uh, you would do the the recreation of Wolf of Wall Street, and I was just like, I freaking love this. I'm, I, I would love to do that too, so... We're definitely making that a thing. <laughs> yeah, that I, I I still like I, I enjoyed that. I think it like turned out pretty well or pretty good. Um, would you ever want to be a part of making a movie in some way? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like whether it be acting, writing. I've I've actually started 
this sounds so stupid to say because I'm sure a billion people in the world all say, yeah, I'm working on a screenplay, but then it never gets done. But uh, I actually have started on a couple screenplays, and uh, I would love to really iron those out and, and work on those and maybe make them into some sort of a film, whether that be a short film or maybe a feature-length thing, if, if that ends up being something that's possible. Um, I, I, I definitely need to improve my skills with like with the confrontation this is something I'm really excited to get uh, better at is when we when we did the confrontation I didn't even really think about different camera angles because we kind of improv the entire scene uh, we had a general idea of what we were going to talk about but we didn't have it scripted so we just have one camera angle that is us sitting on the bench and it's uh, one shot which is fine it's not it's not that big of a deal but I would really like to get better at the directing aspect or the cinematography aspect of things where the camera is like on one person as they say a line and then it goes to the other person or zooms in on the face like that stuff that's what I love about David Fincher like I said earlier what the guy from uh, Mind Hunters he the way he follows characters as they like sit down and it just really brings you into the character and the world that they're in uh, makes you feel like you're really part of their life and I would love to get better at that stuff I, I'm guessing that stuff is really hard yeah oh well definitely I mean that's why there are only a few people that are just that thought of as like the top dogs of it but I I mean it probably goes without saying that you would like to do this some at some point too right oh yeah yeah no I I pretty much always wanted to do something with acting in my life when I was uh a senior in college and a junior in college, I did genuinely think about moving to L.A. when I graduated, and I'm really glad that I didn't do that, <laughs> to be honest with you, because it would have been a terrible time to actually make a move like that. But, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely hope that these creative endeavors and some of the things that that come as a result of it do involve me getting to do some, either get some roles in some movies or just like we can get big enough with one of our creative projects or my, or you know even if it ends up just being me like I would love to do movies that um, I get to help make and that would be really fun even I mean Brandon and I talked about we have a, an idea if we ever get big enough that we can actually put together a movie I mean we could we could do it like low budget I guess too but we got it we got an idea for a movie and um, yeah I know I I I definitely hope I get to do more of this stuff because it would be super fun. I just love playing characters. That's something I don't get to do enough on my YouTube channel right now that I hope I get to do more in the future. And I guess I get to decide on that, so I'm going to be doing it more in the future. You heard it here. Hell yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about on that topic? No, I'm ex- I mean, just... Uh, <laughs> I did this again. No, but yeah, what I was going to say... <laughs> I just want to say I am excited to see what we end up creating in the future. And I think I could definitely see us playing some role, uh, whether that be in acting or uh, being part of the production aspect of some sort of movie. Like like you said, we have an idea for a movie. It would be so cool if we could make that a reality at some point. Um, so. Especially because, I'll be honest, I'm really not good with cinematography. I think I would be, like, way better if I – if like, pretty much – in life, you can only be really, really like good at a few things. Like, just because you only have so much time. Like, there might be a f- there's some people who are just absolutely unreal. But like, I can either get way better at cinematography or like way better like with my presence in front of the camera or like or way better like 
I don't know that there'll come a time where I'll have the opportunity to really get good at cinematography, but I do hope that in the future I get to expand upon it a little bit because it does make a lot, whole lot of difference when, you know, or maybe I can hire someone in the future who can do it for me. Like, that would be really awesome. Well, yeah, well, that, that's what I was thinking is if we got to a point where when I was in Chicago, we had somebody who would be down to to do the camera work while we were doing videos, I think that'd be so sweet. Yeah, so you heard it here. That'd be really cool. Since it's October and we want to get in the spooky spirit of Halloween, how do you feel about scary movies? Scary movies have never been my favorite genre. Uh, I, I've, I don't know. The, nothing really scares me to the point where I'm just like super invested. I'm just like, oh, this here's just another jump scare. Here's another jump scare. I, the scary movies that I do like are the more like suspenseful and kind of haunting. Like The Strangers. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. No. Oh, it's so good. It's it, There's not really many jump scares. It's just like these people are outside this home just kind of there. Like there's this one scene where uh, Liv Tyler, it puts like the record player on or something, and you just see the guy in the background. He's in their house, and he's just standing there. And she's like, she can feel somebody looking at her or something's going on, and he's just out of focus in the background. And then he just kind of walks away. And I'm just like, holy fuck, that would be so scary. Like, I like stuff like that. Uh, but I've never been huge uh, into scary movies. What about you? I love, like, this time of year, I love, like, anything that has uh, elements of horror to it. I mean, I just watched It because I was like, ooh, this movie might be kind of scary. Um, I'm kind of the same way. It's really difficult to scare me in movies, like... They just don't freak me out. The only movies that do kind of freak me out are Aliens. I watched this movie a little bit called The Fourth Kind. It's not supposed to be a good movie, but it is, like, absolutely, like, the scariest. I don't know. It, it was the only time I've ever watched a movie, and it was, like, freaking me out so much. I was like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> There's just something about it. Aliens are the thing to really freak me out. Now that you all know that, you know, don't try to mess with me with Aliens. But, yeah, that would be the thing. Scary movies, I don't watch a lot of scary movies overall. Uh, if there's one out, I will try to watch it. I love, like, haunted houses and stuff like that, but in terms of film, I don't, like, go out of my way. I Now, I did, when I was younger, I tried to, like, make scary scenes with my VHS camera. Like, I experimented with, like, different lighting to make it look like there was a ghost and stuff like that. But that's my extent. Gotcha. Well, I'll, I'll just really quick, since we're getting uh, kind of close to the end of the show, I'll, I'll just say for this last one, since we kind of are already talking about it, what what are some of your favorite scary movies, and do you have any stories associated with those scary movies? So I, I'm i curious about you, since the fourth kind, like, do you have any, any like, well, you, you and I don't believe in ghosts, so has there been any, like, oh, I just saw this movie, now I'm haunted for the next couple days for you? Uh... I, well, so the first, like, real scary movie I ever saw was Poltergeist. Okay. And I didn't really have any concept of what a scary movie was until I saw that. And I remember being like, I was pretty young when I watched it and being like, oh, my God. Like, I was, I was pretty, like, spooked when I saw that movie. And especially because back then I really was more afraid of ghosts and stuff like that because I just... I hadn't been around for that long. Well, when you're a little kid, like, you haven't been around for that long. You're still trying to feel out this whole being alive thing. Like, you don't know, like, you don't know, you don't know what the limitations of life are yet. Like, you're still, you're still figuring it out. So I saw that movie, and I, I thought I was being, like, 
a tough guy. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready for this. I shouldn't have watched it. So that, I remember that movie like really freaking me out back then. You've said a couple of my favorite things today. <laughs> this one being, you know, when you're young, you're just trying to start figuring out how this whole being alive thing. <laughs> one of my favorite things you've ever said. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what I was doing though back then. I, I relate to that, though, because I, I have two specific stories with scary movies. One was uh, The Grudge. Have you seen The Grudge uh, with Sarah Michelle Gellar? It, was, is that the one with the, with the kid? Is there a kid in this movie? Uh, that might be The Ring. <laughs> That's probably The Ring I'm thinking of. That's the one where the the lady has the hair in front of her face and she crawls out of the TV. Is that yeah, what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, The Grudge is basically this home in... Uh, I think it's Japan, uh, is like haunted and it's haunted by this, uh, one specific girl who was murdered or something. But anyways, I went over to my friends, my neighbor's house with two girls and one of my guy friends and it was pitch black. It was nighttime, spooky time. We wanted to be tough guys in front of these girls. And uh, his parent, the neighbor's parents weren't home. We watched this movie and it was like, oh, it wasn't that scary. Literally for the next three weeks, anytime I would open a door and it was dark on the other end, I'd be like, fuck, the grudge lady's going to be there. I'm dead. (laughs) I'd be fucking freaking out. The other story that I have is paranormal activity. Ooh, yeah. So I didn't know what this movie was about, but somebody told me that it was a true story going into the movie. And like... Yeah, that's stupid. It's not going to be a true story. Like, whatever. But at the <laughs> when same did you t- realize during the movie you're like, wait, this is a true story? <laughs> well, it's kind of like the Blair Witch Project where it's like all uh, like home video style stuff. And that movie gets really fucking scary at the end. And um, I literally for the next I, – I went to a buddy of mine's house afterwards and literally the entire night I was like – Dude, I don't believe in ghosts, but if they are real, I'm fucked. <laughs> so those are my two scary movie stories. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Paranormal Activity, because I really liked that movie a lot. And um, it actually is kind of scary. It is. That's a good one. Um, yeah, just Poltergeist really stick. Poltergeist and Paranormal Activity, those stand out to me. Because I was actually like kind of scared of those, and then like Fourth Kind was terrifying, and I just stopped watching it. Don't ever watch that movie. I've never even seen the Fourth Kind. I don't know. So that's an don't alien watch movie. It. I think so. Let me look it up. I just remember watching it, and I was like, "What am I doing? This is like the last kind of movie I want to be watching right now." Let me see. I don't even know. Is there aliens actually even in this? I just remember whatever is in it. It's really freaky, and I don't. Let's see. I love how I see movies, and I actually I have a really bad knack of this when I like I watch something and I just forget everything after I see it. Were you a fan of like Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, uh, like the Freddy Krueger, Jason, like all those uh, serial killer those those horror movies? Hannibal Lecter, any of that um, stuff? I don't know. I really haven't seen many of those movies. Yeah, neither have I. I, I kind of want like those are the types of movies I feel like I should see because that seems like yeah the fourth kind has eighteen percent of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I remember uh, I remember in Freddy vs Jason there's a sex scene that I thought was really hot <laughs> when I was a teenager. 
I would try to like see if I could find that movie online or something. <laughs> Just take care of some business. <laughs> is this one of those times I'm allowed to cringe, or this is, you can cringe this at against? this one? <laughs> okay, I can cringe at this one. Right, good. <laughs> Brandon says that I cringe too often at the things. Yeah, said, I told him so a story gotta... about me in like first grade. He's like, "Oh, that's so cringy." I'm like, "I was in first grade. What are you fucking talking about?" Yeah, I got to be more calculated with my cringe now. Yeah. There's a difference between, like, like unexpectedly awkward and embarrassing and, like, being a kid that makes stupid decisions. And you expect that to happen. Dude, I didn't make many stupid decisions when I was a kid. You were freaking the goat when you were a kid. I, I was the goat of being a kid. But what happened? <laughs> Things have gone Puberty, downhill. dude. Puberty happened, man. Puberty <laughs> happened. Dude, that's when I saw that Freddy vs. Jason sex scene. That side boob got me, alright? I was all, all sorts of twisted. You're right. Uh, I don't think I have many stories associated with scary movies, now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. I wish I did. I, I used to try to scare people. Like, I would always be the person where if we were watching a scary movie, I'd be like, like the screen behind someone's back. Or I have this like this spider in my apartment that looks like kind of real, but it's huge. Like it would be a very big spider. And <laughs> I used to, uh, when I would be at work, I would like put it like in my pocket, or I would, like I would hide it behind my back, and then I would walk up to someone and be like, oh, 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 and then I would like like kind of like toss it up in the air and then throw it onto them, and they would freak out and scream. <laughs> it has nothing to do with scary movies, but it gives you an idea of the kind of things that I think are funny. Dude, I can't believe you don't do more prank videos on YouTube. <laughs> I will never become a prank video person. I'm not a fan. You're never gonna make it. I'm never gonna make it now. <laughs> that was gonna be. My, what if that's actually actually our calling? Is we're prank guys. We just never knew. We've been avoiding this entire path that is just meant for us. <laughs> it's not meant for us. <laughs> Ten years down all the right. road, we've been grinding, <laughs> and then we do one prank video, and all of a sudden, we're the biggest stars in the world. <laughs> Are you are you the prank guys? <laughs> you guys the prank. Let me see the spider one. Show me the spider one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's pretty good. Um, any anything else we want to talk about? What else we want to talk about in this episode? What are we thinking here? We got some recommendations going on. I don't have any final thoughts about the stuff, but I definitely do have recommendations. Yeah. Um, do you have, well? Do you Let's have any it. final thoughts on on the film episode before I go to the um, recommendations? No, not really. I think we uh, I think we covered it. I'm glad we did that whole Batman thing. That was a big hit for me. Big hit. Big hit. It's probably going to be the biggest hit that we've ever had. Uh, I'd say so. <laughs> but so I got a couple recommendations, uh, two songs. Uh, so this first song is actually originally by the band The 1975, but I found a cover of it on Spotify by William Hinson. It's called Sex. Love it. I, I, I prefer the cover over the original now that might partially be because i heard this version first but i also just think the subject matter of the song i think the cover the way that the vibe feels it 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 connects to me more the other song is uh leave it alone by uh caroline glazer 
I guess she used to be on The Voice, um, but she's got that song. I, I really appreciate, or I really like it, and I should check it out. The last thing I'll say, I haven't actually seen this, but my sister recommended this to me. If you're looking for a scary movie to watch on Netflix, you should check out The Haunting of Hill House. I've heard it's pretty Yeah, I, uh, I just started watching the first episode. I only got like halfway through it, but I figured it was, it was kind of fitting. But yeah, I heard really positive things about it as well. Nice. Right. Any recommendations from you? I recommend checking out my newest YouTube video that I released about the uh, scary ghost stories of Chicago. There's uh, 13 ones that I went into depth on. So it came out on the Saturday before you all would be listening to this episode on your uh, favorite podcast apps. But um, I'll be doing Halloween episodes every single week for this month. So... Just wanted to put that out there. I don't normally think we do recommendations as our own content, but uh, since I don't have any other recommendations and uh, I've got, I do something special for the, for this month. You should uh, find me at Stephen Russell B. This is a dangerous precedent for you to be setting because you never have legitimate recommendations. So now it's it's this this part of the show is literally going to become a self plug. No, no, it won't. It won't. <laughs> just it's just the month of October, guys. This is just a different thing. <laughs> Different thing altogether. All right, Brandon, everybody heard it here. Got something. We need to hold Stephen to this. So if hold me he, to it. If he doesn't, if if this turns into a self plug segment for Stephen, he's canceled. Cancel yeah. him on YouTube. No, you can cancel me. <laughs> okay. Anything else? No. Feel free to plug something of yours though, so that I look a little bit nope. less. Oh. Okay. No. <laughs> Well, actually, I will, because it hasn't come out yet at the time of this recording, but there is probably by the, well, not even probably, by the time this episode airs, there will be a new cover of the song Cancer by My Chemical Romance, and it's going to be a special uh, video. Um, I won't, you know what, just just watch it. Go go to my YouTube channel, Brandon Flippin, uh, which will hopefully eventually be Brandon J. Flippin. Go to that channel. Uh, check out that video and let me know what you think. But to, I guess, send us off here next week, Stephen had an idea to do an episode on overthinking since you gave well, me. Well, to be <laughs> fair, the idea came from a listener. But. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't actually from Stephen. I, uh, I apologize. Well, thank you to the listener who suggested that topic because that's something that Stephen and I can definitely relate to is uh the topic of overthinking or maybe even just people telling us we are overthinking things dude stop overthinking it man gosh well looking forward to that episode if you guys want to comment or question anything from this episode previous episodes or that future episode uh you know where to find us emgpod at gmail.com you can also call us 513-427-EMG5. Looking forward to all these spooky Halloween voicemails that you guys will probably leave us. Uh, Otherwise, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at EMGPod. If you want to uh, send us a comment or question, you can also find us on our individual pages. Mine is at Brandon J. Flippin. Stevens is at Stephen Russell B. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Be back soon. I'm holding on to